The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. We'd like to welcome you to Medianomics, our weekly show about Ali's messages and using them as a template for all factors of life. We live this life for one purpose, and that purpose is for us to be able to see where we'll spend eternity. Therefore, we have to look at everything through a biblical worldview. When we look at a secular worldview, it's not advancing us through the secular toward eternal life. Neutrality doesn't get you there. How does God see things is the way I need to see things. I need to align the thoughts and my thoughts with him on that so that this test at the end of my life, I pass the grade to make it to eternity. That said, we need to look at every avenue, every topic, every issue from politics to the economy, to the church, to the family life, to marriage, every single thing Our Lady's addressing through her messages for 30 years is Our Lady who said, I'm going to give messages as never before since the beginning of the world. That's a big deal. 
She said that in 1984, 1985. So it has something to say about everything going on in the culture. The basic reason for this show and economics is to show how that touches every person on earth. And what touches every person on earth, even children, we need to understand what is God's ways with that. And we know through history that where we became immoral as people, that the culture began to fall, so did the viability. The viability is related to economics. And so if God's going to close the flowers of the field, feed the birds of the air, why are people having such difficult times now? So we need to look at Our Lady, see where she's coming and why she's coming, where she's leading us to. We received a letter this week from one of our extended community members, and it reads, Dear Beloved Family, I was sitting on the porch yesterday, shelling peas. I was thanking God for the peace that I felt for the moment when a couple of minutes later a dream I had 18 years ago was suddenly explained to me. The dream I had 18 years ago was also given to another person, the same dream, the same night. My daughter and the daughter of the other person, both whose names Michelle, came home from school and told us we both dreamed the same dream. I knew it had to be significant because of what it was. We dreamt we saw the Blessed Mother as the mystical rose, but her eyes were two red, hot, burning coals. I went to our prayer group that night. A friend told me to pray to the Holy Spirit and open the Bible. She always said, If we hear something twice, it's coming from God. The verse was Moses in the wilderness, with the pillar of fire leading them at night and the cloud by day. At Mass the next morning was the exact same reading. It mentioned burning hot coals, too. I knew that Our Lady was going to lead us, but what came to me yesterday, out of the blue, was Mary, Ark of the Covenant, and 40 years in the wilderness. Exactly what a friend of Medjugorje has been telling us. Two times, no doubts. This 40, this 40 years out of the desert thing is something we've seen since after the 10th anniversary. Probably about the 11th, 12th year I began to realize that he is leading us out of the desert. The desert of a broken culture, a broken world. And you're not going to do that overnight. We're so steeped in error. We're on the wrong road so far from our location that we need to be that it's going to take 40 years to do that. So I fully expect the apparitions to be on a daily basis to continue, at least for the nine years or so still yet to come, making up to 40 years, nine or 10 years. And so if God deems it necessary for the Virgin Mary to come down to the earth for 40 years every day, there must be something that we need to act upon and look and change in our life. And that's exactly what she said, change the direction of your life. There's so many variables and so many things happening in our life today. And economic-wise, that we have to ask and just pause and step back and say, why is these things happening? A study and review of history will show that. When morality reigned, people kept house, 
and I mean by that, not cleaning the house, but keeping order in the marriage, the family life, God-centered, man flourished. And I don't mean they were wealthy, but God was able to provide for them through that. They're living within the framework of the commandments. Bless them. You step out of that framework, you live in morality, then you lose that stability. And so that's where we are today. So we don't have an economic problem at all. Because the economic problem is not a tree. The tree is our life and the way we live it. The culture, how is the culture living the life? If it is righteous, then the fruit that comes from that tree is you're provided for. If unrighteous, the tree that grows, which is what we're inheriting, is bad fruit. Economy is a fruit. It is not the tree nor the root. So we're picking bad fruit in our culture. We got bad economic, we got bad family life, we got all these things happening because of first not seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness, but seeking our kingdom and our unrighteous appetite and lust for things and materialism, consumerism, etc. that our lady has mentioned to us. So we have to understand we do not have an economic problem. We're picking bad economic fruit. But the tree we pick it from is because we no longer follow the commandments or we tolerate in the culture people who don't. And we live mediocre Christian lives. And so once that's understood, then you can begin to see that there is a lot to be said about economics. As for a lot of people losing their jobs and they're struggling, they're praying and they're doing everything they can. What are you to do? If I was out there and I had a job for 25 years and I just lost it, I had retirement, and I had some equity into my house, what I would do is look at all the funds I have accessible, get out of debt, sell the house, get me a few acres of land, downsize if necessary to get a smaller house or build a little cottage, and grow your food. And if you can get out of debt by doing that, or work now to get out of debt quickly, and you got your house paid for, you got a little plot of land paid for, and you're growing your food, you've got the means to survive. Do you understand that? That's where you need to head to. And if everything revives economic-wise, and it's not going to do that, but if you're not willing to accept that, and you think the system's going to come back, then what have you lost? You're out of debt, you're eating decent, you got your house paid for, you got you got roots. And so what income you do, if your economy you think is gonna survive, survives, you just got more income. You can't lose. But if you don't act on that and it does crash, which every indicator shows it's impossible for it not to, then you're set. Maybe not perfectly. You won't be escaping suffering. It's to, it's not everybody, no matter how much money you got, can't completely escape uh, the difficulties associated with that, a, a total economic collapse. Ain't going to happen. The book goes into this. You can download it free from the site or order it. And it goes through this, and everybody reads it, realizes and understands what's been said, and puts it through. We had a priest just recently review the book, said it's theologically correct, 
But he said this about it. He said, if I didn't believe in Medjugorje before I read this book, when I finished the book, I would definitely believe in Medjugorje. Of course, he's a Medjugorje believer. But this book encompasses just one aspect of Wiley's coming to show us that perhaps we're living in a materialistic way, consumerism, uh, greatly seeking money. And that's not our goal. God provides those things if we grow the tree of righteousness and seek first his kingdom. So these are fundamental things that need to be stated to help understand metagenomics and what it's about. So if you're out there, and as I was putting myself in that position, if I've lost, the goal is to get everything you can and get your little plot. Now, you can't do that tomorrow. You can't do that uh, instantly. Because it's, it's obviously time-consuming to get rid of a house, find another place, build a place. One thing you can do is take your cash that you do have and turn that into something that won't go away if there's a crash. And that's, of course, silver. And that's what we struck, a religious round containing the miraculous metal that brings conversion, that you can hold that in there and do two purpose, twofold purpose thing. When that distributes, the miraculous metal is proven for 150-plus years that it brings conversion. The second thing is that you hold your funds in that or your investments in that and it protects you from the crash and and use it transitional. If it's two years before you can buy your plot, then you've got that those miraculous measure rounds there to trade that for the land or exchange it for the land because it's money. Silver's always been that way. Now, what does our lady tell us? To grow in holiness, to pray, to fast, to confession. Those are the basic things we have to do. But there's got to be physical changes in the way we live, too. She says, change the direction of your life. Yes, that's spiritual. But spiritual affects the physical. Physical affects the spiritual. And so we need to get back to a simpler way of life. And the best thing you can do is to secure your family, is to pray, walk those steps, and act on these things. So, to transform your life is a very fundamental thing that has to be a result of these apparitions. Now, I know we had a lot of people, we've had a lot of calls and a lot of people on the site that just watched last night ABC special. They were here, we've worked with them um, in providing materials and information that they asked for. And so there's a lot of new people, but to understand is, what is this about money? It's money, money, the Bible says is the root of all evil. Correct? No. It's not what the Bible says. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Money's necessary. The problem we have today's man is bringing him to perdition, to hell, because he doesn't understand the proper use of money. It's not just to be used the way I see fit or the way you see fit. There's a responsibility for it. Providership. I was in a store a couple months ago and I saw, I think I did tell this story, I saw this guy, had a little bitty three-year-old next to him, and he picked up a apple or banana right there, and he looked up at his dad, he wanted it. And his dad looked at him, and held it for a minute, and put it back down and said no. And then he bought a lottery ticket. Is there sin there? You bet it's sin. He bought a lottery ticket when his little bitty boy wanted a banana. And being candy bar is something else. He was asking for sweets. 
So you see what our lady is coming to show us. There's a lot to say about how we use what God gives us. Are we being just with that? So I know, that Joan, you've got the story of the week that talks about transformation. I haven't read it, but we'll see what it says and comment from there. A friend of mine has been following a disciplined meditation practice for more than two years. He says it helps him stay calm, clear, and focused on the present moment. It shows. Although he has a mountain of responsibilities, I never see him look harried, tense, or anxious. Perhaps he's on to something. After all, the present moment is all we have. There was never a time when your life was not now, nor will there ever be. Your life is and always will be this moment. The odd thing about this realization is that it is both bone-crushingly obvious and at the same time seldom acknowledged. Each day we're caught up in our own personal dramas. We struggle to meet the deadline, finish the project, make the appointment, pick up the kids, drop off the car, stop at the bank, visit the folks, plan the dinner. Motoring around, we are swept up in recollections of the past or, more likely, endless planning about the future. By living in a state of distraction, we deny ourselves the only time we have to be fully present right now. Trust me, you cannot savor your Asian chicken salad with water chestnuts and sliced tangerines if you're worrying about next week's budget meeting. Nor can you enjoy your afternoon by the lake with your grandson if you're talking on your cell phone or fuming about the reset rate on your your mortgage. You can only appreciate the good things in your life when you're fully present. Doing this allows you to minimize the negatives, too. All of us face situations that are depressing, frustrating, or maddening. Yet more often than not, our anxieties are the result of our own faulty thinking. It may be tough to admit, but it is our mindset, rather than the situation itself, that creates negative emotions. As Shakespeare wrote, There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Truly, it is your thoughts that torment you, not your problems. Some may disagree. After all, if you have a child with a serious drug addiction or a parent who is dying of cancer, the problem isn't in your mind. It's real. But there are only two kinds of bad situations in this world, those that, you can, be, those that can be solved and those that can't. If you have a situation that can be solved, get busy fixing it. If you have one that can't, get busy accepting it. After all, your thoughts determine your happiness. The good news is that you can control them. That's the power behind the well-known serenity prayer. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. There is a rhyme dating back to 1695 that expresses a remarkably similar sentiment. For every ailment under the sun... There is a remedy, or there is none. If there be one, try to find it. If there be none, never mind it. But when something truly sad or tragic happens, how do you keep from minding it? There is no easy answer to this one. Some wounds only time can heal. But returning to the present moment can help. As Eckhart Tolle writes in The Power of Now, Narrow your life down to this moment. Your life situation may be full of problems, 
most life situations are, but find out if you have any problem at this moment, not tomorrow or in 10 minutes, but now. Do you have a problem now? Tolley says it's impossible to feel troubled when your attention is fully in the now. You have situations that need to be dealt with or accepted. Yes, but only worries about the future or regrets about the past can turn them into personal quagmires. Skeptics may argue that altering your thinking doesn't change the problem, just your perception of it. But that's the magic of it. Higher awareness is often the prelude to a solution. Tolley says, accept, then act. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Always work with it, not against it. Make it your friend and ally, not your enemy. This will miraculously transform your whole life. How do you get started? Ironically, by becoming conscious of the lack of consciousness, something the majority of us never do. You take the first step toward an elevated state of mind. Your ability to enjoy your life and deal successfully with your problems increases the moment you become fully present. Beware, though. Living in the present moment means abandoning your old ways of thinking. In the present moment, there is no judging, cherishing your opinions, or nurturing your discontent. It means slowing down, relaxing, focusing on your breath, listening to the breeze, or just taking a good look around. You have the opportunity to enhance your life simply by choosing where to direct your attention. Where should that be? Right here right now higher awareness that's what this magic program is about people that started listening to this a year ago never dreamed that they'd be selling their house moving into rural areas changing the way they think but as they became aware of it wasn't nothing convincing that we might have said or something i said or it's the message when you become more aware of it you see it then you can start making Real serious decisions, life-altering decisions. And you'll want to do that. It's not something, oh, I'm forced to do this. You're going to want to do that. We're living in a state of distraction. The devil wants you to be distracted so you won't come aware of what you need to be doing. That's why Our Lady gave the words. Use this time well. Or rather, use this time of grace so it might go well for you. He doesn't want it to go well for you. He wants you to end up in, in, in disaster. And he does that through distractions. So we live in a state of distraction so that you want to become aware and sensitive of what you need to do. It's real simple like this story just said. In regards to your problems, those can be solved and those that can't. The ones you can solve, get busy doing so. Those you can't, don't. And the little poem echoed that, says don't mind it if you can't change it. And it's true, there's things that you can, if you look at economically what's happening, there's things can't be changed. What can't be changed? The debt of our government. It's headed like a freight train down off of a cliff. There's nothing we can do about it. Oh, you can read about every solution in the world. Everybody's coming with these answers. But all they're talking about doing is right now, let's raise the debt. That's their solution. Because the truth of the matter is, the alternatives to correct the debt, they can't. So they don't know what to do, except let's just talk about increasing the debt till we figure out what to do. See, there's a problem that can't be solved. The best thing to do is just 
don't mind it, and let things take its course. Because that's going to happen in the end. It's got to take its course. And you know what happens when you overdraft your checking account. You have no savings to put in there after you've emptied the savings account. You've borrowed all you can borrow. And what's going to happen? You're going to bounce your checks. You're going to bankrupt. The government is bankrupt. The states are bankrupt. The county governments are bankrupt. And the city governments are bankrupt. There's only very few places it's not in that state. Our county, fortunately, is not in that state. But most I say most, the greatest majority, way up in the high percentile, almost virtually all, is in trouble. And our county here will be the same way. Because you can't go on forever. Everything everything else is broke if they're in the system. So there's something, once you become aware of it, you start having the realization when you get rid of the distractions and just go reflect. Or they say reflect on your future that you can say, hey, this, this picture isn't, this doesn't look right. And see, man can't fix it because... God ordains certain things. He, he's got principles in the Bibles that's coming into play. If you live righteously, you'll be provided for. Doesn't mean you don't have to go to work. To be lazy, don't go to work, and you're living all the commandments, you might say. That's slothfulness. You're not living the commandments. You're not being uh, active. So you'll lose from the laziness. But Proverbs says, The man who sleepeth will be led to poverty. So you want to sleep a lot? You're not going to make it. The, the bird gets the worm only if he gets out of the nest. God provides the worm. He's got to go dig and scratch for it and fly in effort. So we have a situation that exists today that is a problem that we need to realize we can't solve. The government can't solve it for us. It's not going to be our rescuer. We can't call 911 financial emergency, and here comes Uncle Sam. It's over. They prolong it. They got it on life support. The heart is beating artificially. The kidneys are on dialysis. Everything else is dying in the economy. The more you become aware of this, you start thinking, oh, what can I do? Well, you need to move yourself in a position that you can be independent of this thing when it goes down. How is that? Having a little house? Or if you got the money, nicer little, bigger little house, a little plot of land, get water on it, and start being able to sustain yourself. Don't depend on the grocery store. Don't depend on anything. And if I'm wrong about this, and you're right in thinking that I'm wrong, what have you lost if you followed this advice? Nothing. Because it's a lady who says, live simple. It's God who told Adam, by the sweat of your brow you should eat. There is grace that comes from working with the soil. You say, well, I'm too old for that. I'm, I'm a doctor. I can't do that. Then use your money to buy that and put other people there with cottages on your property. That's your investment. And get food from them. The grace they get is they get to live on your property. Oh, I wouldn't do that. But you'll, you won't do that for somebody going to directly feed you and have grow food with you on your land. But you'll give Wall Street... You know, a million dollars? It's crazy. Become aware of what you're doing. Become more sensitive. Think. And what you can solve is take what cash you got, what investments you got, and put in silver now. Procrastination does not work with this. And right now is a premium time to get the Maracas Medjugorje rounds, metal rounds, first for conversion. When you do have to exchange it for whatever you're going to 
and use this transitionally. It's not about hoarding silver. It's a transitional thing to get you where you need to get to. And you can make that decision today. It may take you 15 months to find your little place or two years to build your little place and get you some land or whatever you want to do with that. And we know of people. We're here people. I've got a 10,000 square foot house. I know a lady in California is talking about something like that. Dream home. She's getting rid of that and downsizing. She don't need it. It's crazy. Take 8,000 of that, sell it, get the assets for it, put that in the property and build a 2,000 square foot house. You've got to become aware and you've got to think. For the new people's joiners, we have Frank Williams, who's with Global Silver, and, Glo- and Frank handles the miraculous metal Medjugorje rounds for, uh, that we launched with the book Ain't Gonna Happen. The purpose of that is to uh, him and answer your financial questions, and he does his ministry. Frank has owned several pizza franchises, and that's what he still does. That's really how he makes his money. We chose Frank here to do this because we we don't want people making money on this. It's just something that's we won't distribute it at for the for what the silver is over spot at the spot price to to get this in the hands of the people for conversions. You got to read ain't gonna ha- gonna happen to understand full the fullness of what's been said. Frank, you there? Yeah. So what the priest said is is the most beautiful, awesome thing about it ain't gonna happen, and and the most beautiful thing in our ministry is when we hear from people that don't know about Medjugorje. He said, if I didn't believe in Medjugorje after reading It Ain't Gonna Happen, I would believe in Medjugorje. That's just, that's awesome. And this is, this book as a, pri- as a priest, this is this. That's, yeah. And we have many priests call us. So it, it's just, and that's the most exciting thing is when we talk to somebody that is, sometimes even not Christian, as we said a couple weeks ago about the doctor on the program. But, uh, um, it, it's just an awesome thing. And sometimes people that have been following Medjugorje for a long time who are introduced to Caritas and introduced to the writings of a friend of Medjugorje, is this important? You better believe it's important. I've followed Medjugorje without Caritas in the community, and I've followed Medjugorje with Caritas in the community. There's no no comparison to how you're nourished in your conversion with this, this relationship and these writings. So this is an awesome thing also for Medjugorje followers to be introduced to this, to your ministry. And uh, But one thing Our Lady says is uh, to recognize the signs of the times. And so we have some signs uh, this week. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, gold was making new highs in the euro. And so that's a sign to me. Um, uh, what I said, and I know we talked on, on uh, Tuesday, and I said, you know, what's coming next is gold will make new highs in the U.S. dollar, and then silver will make new highs. This, you can look at a chart. This always happens. It's going to happen, and silver's over 25% off its high right now. Uh, still a tremendous gift, uh, this price. Silver is a very tiny market. It gets overdone in the paper markets, and uh, it's kind of like trying to hold a beach ball underwater in the ocean and trying to push it down further and further, this is what the paper markets don't understand. And uh, it, 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 even though it was somewhat of a mild correction for silver, it, it's overdone. And uh, just as gold is making new highs today, and we see a lot of buying, you know, above the old highs, Once when you see the, the buying above silver's old highs, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know what they have left to intervene. But 
what's being said on this program is is very mild in comparison to how bad the the situation is with paper. You say for argument, you know, if it if it is going to recover, and I know that's for argument's sake, but nobody listening to this program wants the economic system that we have to recover. When, you know, we can read about, you know, an entertainer's immoral lifestyle every day, and we don't, and there's no mention about the anniversary of Our Lady coming 30 years to Medjugorje. When you can say, I can guarantee you that the government will continue to print money, that there will be a quantitative easing three, I can say this with confidence because to not do it is the right thing. And so with confidence, I can say in a fiat money system, we're not going to do the right thing. And so we don't want this to recover. They're pushing it forward, pushing it forward with derivatives, which Warren Buffett calls weapons of financial mass destruction. These are just words, but it can't be quantified what this is going to do. Some are saying now that there's 250 times or 250 ounces of silver sold for every ounce that exists. Derivatives, smoke and mirrors, record low levels of silver on the COMEX that were... Uh, we, we talked about the futures market. Some people use this market because uh, they sell silver that they don't necessarily want to sell, but they hedge with the uh, Comex, and they'll buy it back and take delivery of that silver. As with all commodities, that's what the futures market do. They provide that service for people that want to sell corn or wheat or whatever the commodity is. And so the inventories of silver are ridiculous. They were, they've been ridiculously low, and... It, there's a natural law, like the natural law of gravity, that holds us down. There's a natural law of supply and demand, and this natural law is is going to take over. And um, I, I really feel that uh, the opportunity that we've had for these 11 weeks now, this correction, uh, have been tremendous. And and uh, I, I like when I, I tell somebody I think this this uh, you know correction is is over, and I think we bottomed. They say, I hope not. <laughs> you know, we're praying for it to go lower, and that's a good good attitude to have, and, and we've been given a gift by God to uh, to have it here, and where it is today is a gift. Um, gold making new highs, what does that tell us? Gold is the money of kings, and the kings and the rulers of the world are moving into gold. Uh, that's the currency that they're choosing. Uh, silver's the money of the people, or as you say in the book, silver's the money of gentlemen. This is where... We should be moving. If I hear uh, things that stop people from doing this, my financial planner, you can say this better than I can, and you've said it many times, but get rid of him. Divorce him. Uh, this is, uh, this is a, a terrible reason because his income will be affected. If, if you take your money out, get out. You know, he, He's not going to invite you over to eat when, when things go bad. And uh, that's a terrible reason. If it's your spouse, I would just challenge you. Uh, go nine days without the news. Don't, don't turn on the news. If your spouse is telling you this and you're not seeing it, do this one thing. If you watch a half an hour of news a day, go out into nature and listen to God for half an hour. Pray a rosary for half an hour. Just give up news in favor of uh, listening to what God says to you, and I'll tell you, you'll see what's being said here. Because, there is, because there's no truth to news. It might be a natural thing for a father to do. I've got to protect my family. I've got to know what's going on. I have to feed my family. I have to listen to the news. Well, if the news was true, that would be 
you know, a good argument. But we're, not, we're, we're getting propaganda in the fiat money system. So just I encourage people very strongly to, if you're still in the paper markets, if you still have paper investments, do something about it now. There's a tremendous opportunity here today. And, and take these things very seriously. I know we're coming to the end of the show, the time of the show. Um, for those new people listening out there and even those who've been listening for a while and still don't know what direction to take, uh, a friend of Medjugorje and Caritas have always been bold in, in what they pronounce um, through all these years. You won't hear mediocre advice here. You're going to hear advice instruction, direction that will force you off the fence, that will lead you towards a true and lasting transformation of your life. But that transformation is never easy. There aren't easy solutions that are offered to you, but but solutions that will bring you into a better future. But because of that, we always have people that strike against this mission, that resist this mission, that persecute, cause rumors, slanders. And yet the fruit of the mission stands on its own through more than 25 years of being founded and directing thousands, tens of thousands, and now through the technologies that are available to us, even millions of people that are, have the ability to, to hear and take part of these writings, and the fruit continues to be present um, and it doesn't take 10 years of living this, this advice to find out whether it's truly life-saving, life-transforming advice. So we ask that you be discerning when you come against any, any persecution, rumors against this mission. And put it to Our Lady, put it to God, put it to the Holy Spirit to be enlightened as to what is the truth. Well, you know, we... Like you said, we're going to get rid of financial advisors. We're not financial advisors. We've got our uh, thing at the beginning of the show and then afterwards saying that we're giving advice from a biblical perspective. It's the only way to live. You don't need financial advisors. So that said, that's a source of persecution. Financial advisors make their money by people who have money and tell them what to do with their money. Warren Buffett, the great investor ever, greatest investor ever, said, "You manage your own money. Don't listen, you know best what to do with your money. You don't need these other people, and none of them are going to agree with what we're telling you. In fact, we, that's where most of the people Frank deals with has trouble with is a financial advisor. Oh, don't do that! All the while, they're buying the farmland left and right. They're buying other things, but it's not to their advantage for you to take your money and take your." Control of it and put it in your autonomy. When you when you take that and you put it in your hands and then it becomes solely yours and you're in possession, you're not in possession of paper or some thing that says you own this much stock. It's just paper. It can vanish tomorrow that, tomorrow morning, right, right now, in an hour. But when you get your several rounds and you own them and it's yours, you have something. And they're out of the picture. So you think they're going to give you advice? We've heard... You know, when you go to a confessor, you share everything. The second person close to the confe- being confessor is a financial advisor because you, you'll tell them things about your money and what you want to do that you wouldn't tell even some of your family members because you don't want them to know all your dealings. 
And so you get this confidence and they, they want to help you and that you think they're not going to be nice. Look what happens if you try to take it and see if they still continue to be nice. People who had people, uh, stories they had to fight them. Incredible stories. These people aren't your friends. They're going to be friends as long as you're paying them each month. But become aware of this. Watch the adversity that they come to you when you start saying, no, this is what I want to do. They have all kinds of reasons. But they're part of the problem. The system's rotten. Their advice and what they've done is what led us to this. So you want to continue following these people's advice? Like the Pied Piper? Their ideas, their methods are bankrupt. If you stay with them, you'll crash with them. They'll do everything they can to keep you with them. So what we're saying about financial advisors, we're, we're after their souls. We're interested in them. We're interested in conversion. But you think they won't persecute? You think others who are jealous of us won't persecute? So that's just giving you an example of, of what, what when you see resistance, there's a motivation behind that. We have one sole purpose. That's your soul to grow in holiness and put yourself in an environment just like a beautiful cathedral where you can pray deeply that you can be out toward nature, closer to God, living a simple life. Speaking all across France, the one place that people made fun of and the only place I really found God was Brittany because it's a farming region. You think there's a connection? We've spoken about this before, but for new people, our lady is showing us to get closer to the simple life. Spiritually, there's benefit. But you think a mother cannot give us that advice with that also being a physical benefit to get us away from the system, more dependent on God for the rain than that Campbell's soup can at the grocery store? Which is more stable? All you need is for God to grow that tomato soup or what you make tomato soup with by the rain that he provides at the grocery store. But the grocery store looks stable is there, but this is very, very fragile. Very fragile. Don't depend on that system. Become more aware and realize what's going on. Frank, for them to call you further and take this to the next step, they need to get a hold of you by how? Yeah, you can reach us at uh, globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com by email. You can reach us toll-free, 877 877- Nine three six seven six eight six. Our website is globalsilverinvestors dot com, and the phone number again is eight seven seven nine three six seven six eight six. And it, it's very easy to do research on these things, research uh, financial derivatives or what's holding up the markets, and uh, you can see how dangerous this is. And uh, you know, they just, they, they've created this stimulus and they keep creating it to hold these things up, to use a small amount uh, with leverage to, to make things appear as if they're going well. And uh, very dangerous, as you said. And to finish up, I'd like to tell you that if you hear this and you say, well, I'll go get some silver ingots, I'll go get some silver eagles, I'll go get coins, I'll go do these things. You're not seeking first God's kingdom, you're seeking your kingdom. That's what's wrong. We struck a religious round with a miraculous medal on it. That is a proven conversion too, from lay people, from a Jewish. that got a story, and ain't going to happen. A Jewish man who became a priest. Pope himself ordained him. From the miraculous medal. 
we put that on there realizing our lady has something to say about everything. And if we can use those funds and put it into something religious, make it a one ounce round out of something that can bring conversion when it's distributed, that's seeking first with what I have and what you have, God's kingdom. And then all things will be given to you besides. And so you do that and use your money in that way that there's going to be some kind of benefit. Plus, you still keep it. It's different than if you go buy silver eagles. The scripture says, on the dead judgment, your silver nor gold will be of any value to rot. The best place to put it is to do something with God's kingdom at the same time to get in a life that God is calling you to. We're way overboard on our time, but for the new people, we encourage you to go through the site of Mej.com, look and study this for the next days. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.